Welcome, hunters, to the Hunters Hub. Um, this is Force One here uh, talking to you, and um, joined by ever, ever faithful co-host Haru. How are you doing? I'm just feeling chilly lately. <laughs> I'm saying I've, I've got the chills. It's just been freaking hot here. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's hot, humid summer. Uh, all right. Um. So, uh, uh, thanks uh, to Wolfie Mellon for the music uh, that she provided for us, um, as always. Uh, but before we get into what well, we're going to be talking about, Iceborne, uh, what we've been doing, uh, all that kind of stuff, because uh, there was a lot of Iceborne information to drop. But I wanted to address a couple things at the front of the show. Um, first of all, it's been almost two weeks since we recorded. Uh, so, loyal listeners, sorry if that... Uh, bugs you <laughs> um but i was really sick uh like a, a week and a half ago i had a sinus infection and listening to me talk would have been horrible and i would have had to cut out so much sneezing and blowing my nose and all that gross stuff um and then um after that uh where i work the office flooded and it was in three inches of standing water so i've been dealing with that all week <laughs> So that's been fun, uh, but you know, life gets in the way. But here we are, right, Haru? <laughs> so, since there's that flooding, would you say your illness was waterborne? It was, it was, and then we can freeze it into ice for iceborne. Um, man, it was terrible. But <laughs> um, uh, another uh, another thing, um, if if some of you listen, uh, we. Did uh, we had been doing a show called SideQuest. Um, we are going to be discontinuing that for now. Um, it's just on hiatus uh, until I find someone else to do it with me. Um, unfortunately, Haru had some other stuff come along and he couldn't participate anymore. So, um, hey, loyal listener, if you want to reach out to me on Twitter, I am still looking for a co-host for this. Uh, the, it is our monthly podcast. It is sort of like a book club where we play a game for a month and then talk about it. Um, and on a second note, uh, here soonish, here in a couple months, uh, we're going to be having another show. Uh, I don't know the name of it yet, um, but we will be doing a magic, uh, as in Magic the Gathering, uh, uh, show. Uh, sort of set review, sort of like our style here of like what have we been doing in Magic lately, um, and. Yeah, uh, we'll have a d- different co-host for that uh, because I can't do enough co- podcast shows to save my life. So, yeah, we'll be doing that, too. So, all those announcements out of the way. Um, what did we get, Haru? What? Why is everyone freaking out today? Well, we have a bit of back news. So, That's true. Uh, yeah, we, it's been a while. The uh, the Game Informer cover came out for Iceborne, and they were doing this whole exclusive cover story, story coverage story, uh, and they announced very unceremoniously, uh, Barioth would mm-hmm. be the apex of the Horcrest Reach, which is a monster from uh, Try, of course. Right, and both of us were kind of like, yeah, Barioth is going to be in this game. <laughs> like, I think that was your uh, E3 prediction. It right? was. It was one of the few I had. Did not happen during E3, so it doesn't count. So, but hey, I, I was eventually right, right? And that's the only kind of right that matters. <laughs> oh man. Um. So, uh, Barrett, yeah. What do you think? 
Um, they had a little bit of gameplay they showed of him. So um, it's, a, it's, of course, a pseudo-wyvern, uh, mm-hmm. flies around a bit, uh, which is different from Nargoga and Tigrex. Yeah, he does uh, do they a lot it. more aerial attacks than those two. And it's, of course, got the element, which uh, those two don't have, so the spit attack. Yeah. Uh, it had Turf War with Banborough, which in this latest trailer, uh, we, which we'll get to, mm-hmm. we've seen that it's the same, uh, it's the pseudo-wyvern versus brute wyvern uh, Turf War. Because Tigrex and Anjanath uh, also share it. Right. Well, kind of disappointing, but you know what? I'll take I'll take a uh, monster fight when I can get a monster fight. I think it kind of fits because the the brute wyvern starts charging at them, and the pseudo wyvern kind of sidesteps and uh, kind of leaps over their back and like they they kind of somersault uh, uh, mm-hmm. laterally from the direction of the charge. Right. And there's just a lot of charging brew wyverns. Well, that, I mean, that, that is a logical um, attack for a monster like that, I would say. You know, very, right. very straightforward attacker. Because they have to maintain balance more so than other monsters with, with only two legs. I'm sure Glavinus and Devil Joe will get uh, different treatment. Maybe. Too. Devil Joe already has different treatment, especially with like basil geese and stuff like that, or as I like to call them, Beetlejuice. But yeah, okay, um, yeah, I was excited to see Barrieth, uh come back. Um, I think he's been, uh, you know, we talk a lot about fan favorites and that kind of thing. Um, I would never call Barrieth as much of a fan favorite. Uh, well, mostly because of the. Sand Barrieth, a lot of people didn't really like him, um, but in the in the vein of things, like he was probably the most predicted monster when we learned about Iceborne. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, a couple of more details that have been you know previously there, but are being you know with the whole ecosystem focus are being brought back up. Mm-hmm. Is Barrieth squints while it's outside? It's got these blue piercing eyes that sw- and it squints, but when it goes into the cave areas, like are on the Horfrost Reach, uh, it opens its eyes up, and sometimes when it, it's enraged, they glow, uh, blue or orange. Right. And also, just like the last thing is, its body is just covered with spikes, and it's not just spikes for the rule of cool's sake. It's spikes because they're like ice hooks, and it like uses them to grip into the ice. Right. And. and- uh, and it's always been a cool mechanic of Barrieth where if you break his wings, which are the wing spikes, his jumps that would normally be caught by the spikes in the ice to allow him to not slip um, causes him to slip. So when he does a jump on that side where he has to stop himself on that side, he'll stop the attack animation and won't go through it anymore. And that's been true since Try. I'm positive they'd bring that back for World. So... Very good early ecology stuff they've been doing for ten years now. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting to see all these uh, things sort of come back and be uh, uh, re-exemplified. Right. But um, that's just anything else. Uh, we did get a new trailer today, right? Or was it last night? I, I can't tell. I woke up in the morning and it, the trailer was there, and everyone was talking about it. It was like 1 a.m. Pacific time. 
Oh gosh, so that was like there. four a.m. my time. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was real, really, early. That's that's straight up Japan time then. That's yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, third trailer. Um, it basically picks up where the last trailer left off. Um, with the the tease of Glavinus. It seems like the trailer continued, like when it got cut off from the previous trailer. I think that was the story story trailer, right? The that they called it. Um, yeah, the E three one. Mm-hmm. They seem to cut the the trailer like the split second that you see like Glavinus's foot. It feels like, um, but then they sort of continue the shot and it pans up and you see uh, um, Glavinus's face. I've watched the trailer, I think, three times now, in general. Um, I like I was like I said, I was extremely busy today, still cleaning out the office. Uh, but I did get to watch it uh, on the drive and that kind of thing. <clears throat> um, I did, uh, just uh, just before we started recording, I did get to watch um, Maximilian Dude's reaction to it. And I love watching his reaction to stuff, because he's a very excitable guy. He's really... Uh, if you ever watch his content, he gets he gets really excited about a lot of different things. But um, he's not a old Monster Hunter fan. He doesn't know what Glavinus is. Or I'm shocked. Uh, well, oh uh, yeah, very niche series before World. It's true. Um, but to hear just how like excited and confused he was by Glavinus was amazing. Um, so I'm going to kind of plug Maximilian Dude for this one. Go find his reaction video to Monster Hunter World. It's great. <laughs> it's like, he's like, uh, when it shows, like, uh, when it finally shows uh, Glavinus' face, like, standing behind the hunter, um, <clears throat> Max's reaction is like, holy fuck! <laughs> like, what is that? <laughs> this is so funny to me. <laughs> have, they, have they used, I haven't looked at it, but have they used the same, like, generic... Uh, white dude protagonist hunter for all of these trailers since like the announcement. I think so. I wonder. I think it's literally the <laughs> default hunter that it was like it's right. there when you start up the game. And like it's not like anime where it's like ambiguous. Like it could be Caucasian, could be Asian. It's just a white guy because you see the Asian like character uh, creation in this game, and and like it just it looks like very distinctly Asian. And like it's, it's just funny that there's just like some white guy, right? In this Japanese fantasy universe. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. It's like it's like always with RPGs. They they use like the default. Uh, the the most the most uh, uh, n- neutral thing they can come up with. Yeah. <laughs> um. Or relatable, I guess. Um, so, there's a lot to break down out of this trailer. Um, not only did we get to see Glavinus, um, but we got... Uh, I don't, I'm actually uh, quite confused. You, you want to talk about the, ping, the penguins? The duffel penguins? Uh, well, actually, I guess technically that was in Game Informer's coverage, but they did do a little video on the Horcross Screech. Yeah. Uh, and they, 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 we had a name that the, that these penguins are called duffel penguins, this, uh, and presumably we'll be able to catch them somewhere because they're not just like a thing off in the distance in the environment. Ah, okay. Um, 
I mean, that's my assumption based on, like, why would they give him a name if they, they're not even in balance? Gotcha. Um, so we got um, uh, Glavinus for sure. Um, then we got two new variants on existing monsters, both new monsters, too. Um, so it seems like we're getting a lot of variations on the new cast and not the old cast. So we're not getting new variations of old monsters. We're getting new variations of new monsters. So instead of having, well, I mean, like, what, Gold and Silver Ian, uh, so we could have got, is there a variation on um, Urigan in the game? I don't think so. Uh, there's there's Steel, older variations. And then there's Crystal Beard. Right, but they're not, they're not in World. No, 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 not, no. In, the, not in World. Um, I mean, it looks goofy. Well, yeah. Look like, like the steel very one. Very tinny and, like, yeah. greenish sheeny or whatever. The, the very tin and red, I, I think. It had, like, a red jaw. It was, yeah, it was a weird look for uh, Oregon. But, um, uh, so what we got was, uh, first one I want to talk about is Fulgur Anjanath, which I thought you said vulgar the first time you said it, which was entirely different about Fulgur, as in electrical, because it is a lightning element Anjanath. Which looks really cool, but also coloration-wise, really weird. Um, oh yeah, it's it's a it's a mess. <laughs> the tiger stripes, <clears throat> right? So uh, a lot of people made fun of Anjanath when it was first revealed because it looked like a vulture, right? Uh, the sort of pinkish head, the blackish feathers, uh, that kind of thing, the tuft. Um, and my my brother actually called it a turkey instead because the whatever the the neck thing underneath and um so <laughs> my brother and i watched the video together i showed him the video and um he was like oh great now we got bolt turkey and I was like, <laughs> okay i mean not wrong <laughs> turkey bolts so uh yeah um looks really cool uh i like the coloration where it's like the the orange with black stripes and then just like this brilliant white and blue um, that was really cool. Like, I, I actually really like the design for this much more so than the original design. Uh, which I don't know. I've always felt that variations don't look as good as the original ones. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just that's just like a personal opinion of mine. But I I like this variation of Anjanath more actually. Um. So so I I'm not sure about the actual like texture of it, but one thing I did like was. When its fins pop out, when it's enraged, you see the electricity actually arcing up the, the insides of the fins towards towards the edges of them, as if it were some sort of like conductive dish. Yeah, like or, a Tesla you know, one of those. orb or whatever those things are called. Yeah, so that was that was nice. It's not just seemingly Tesla. Club. Oh, we recolored this monster uh, with lightning bolts, like it's a Pokemon, and right. now it does thunder attacks instead of fire. It's they're just trying to incorporate it, like. You see the electrical uh, glow sort of radiate out through its weird floofy nose. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, um, Rajong. Because Rajong does that. He's just covered in lightning. <laughs> He's just lightning. And a Super Saiyan. Um, which is also just lightning. Because they got lightning flicking through their hair or whatever. But, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, I. Karen, I, too, has got that. <laughs> got that glow. Right. Um, so, like, I, 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 I actually really like um, 
uh, the, the new engine app. Uh, but speaking about that, uh, we also got uh, Ebony Odogaran and or Odogaran or however you want to say it. I, I just call it Odo because it's just pronunciations in this game are just weird. But uh, Ebony Odo is really cool, uh, but uh, it's very surprising to me. So it's a, it looks like it's completely a, a dragon element. There's like I think it's hard to say that it's not. Um, that oh yeah, definitely. So that the black and red lightning sort of uh, look. Um, so what it kind of ends up being is uh, there's the Savage Devil Joe. If anyone's familiar, the previous Monster Hunter games uh, had a variation of Devil Joe where he was just like more infused with dragon element. And that's kind of what Ebony Odo looks like to me. He's just like Savage Odo. <laughs> so cool, though. And I like I like his look, how he's like really black. And then like that that accent of the red and black lightning. Uh, really cool. But. Uh, yeah, it also sort of looks like monsters infected with frenzy. I don't. It obviously isn't because uh, it has a different name. Right. But it, it like it, it the sort of purple dark darkening of the skin and the the black clouds of breath coming off of them. Yeah. The glowing red eyes. The kind of generic monster monster uh uh tropes. Yeah. Visual tropes. Um. I will say that, that that is true, that the Frenzy did kind of do that, but the Frenzy also very much looked like the Savage Joe. <laughs> like, they were, like, hand-in-hand hand on which one was which. I don't think there was a Frenzy Devil Joe, was there? I think it was just Savage Joe. Uh, I feel like there... I, wasn't, wasn't Frenzy applied to everything? I don't know. Like, I don't remember fighting a Frenzy Devil Joe. But it's been a while. So we're talking, oh, well. we're talking like four years, like we're talking, you know, three, four or five years ago, whatever it was. So I would guess it'd be four plus years ago now. <laughs> um, you know what, Fortune, uh, Devil Joe doesn't need Frenzy to make it look ugly because it looks ugly all in its own strengths. How dare you insult the pickle? How dare you? <laughs> you literally said pickle. How dare you call pickle ugly? <laughs> Self-evident. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, so. So yeah, new moves. It runs around, spins around. Yep. Um, we saw him in the Coral Highlands. I think. I think that's where we saw him. Good. Yeah. And, oh yeah, that's right. There was a frame of it uh, biting the neck of a, a regular Odegar in a cutscene. Yeah. That's kind of disturbing. <laughs> They eat their wounded, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> um, the uh, the other thing is um, some of the some of the other information that came out of Game Informer that now has this exclusive uh, deal is um, craftable layered armor sets, which is interesting considering they used to be. Uh, right now, they're all like uh, what do you call them? Like uh, missions or whatever the side missions are. The uh, the bounties. Uh, so, so I think that's that's what I'm wondering is if craftable layered sets if they just integrated that into the smithy as opposed to the to the resource center. Yeah. Or if it means we're going to actually be able to craft and transmog uh, normal monster armor sets that we still haven't seen uh, in this new interface. 
uh, resource request. That's what it is. Resource request is what I was right. trying to think of. Um, so I don't know. But yeah, we're definitely going to get la- new layered armors. I feel like that's been kind of a given. I'd be surprised we wouldn't. Um, because considering, like, at the end of the trailer today, there was literally three layered armors advertised. So, it's like what? The right. Yukimo, the Silver Knight, and there's another one. I can't remember. Maybe it's just another bear uh, bonus that I was just like, okay. But you see at least two. Like, <laughs> you know, they do various poses. It's like, hey, if you pre-order, get this. And then you pre-order, get this. And, or Digital Deluxe gets this. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of weird. Um, I guess the last point uh, from the Game Informer stuff is we don't have any information on there was a monster that sort of was cut out of the Barrier gameplay we saw or that's how I understand it right? The basically I don't think they got to capture gameplay I think they just saw it while they were there and they could talk about it but they couldn't say what it was right so there's still an unannounced monster so um, I'm starting to I, you know, I was very pessimistic about the monster count uh, of this expansion for a while. Um, I'm starting to believe them a little bit because we are now up to 10 plus, right? Because we have, what, Beatotis, Bonborough, Shrieking, uh, Legiana, Volcana, Tigrex, uh, gosh, uh, Glavinus, uh, we didn't even talk about Brachidius. Oh my gosh. Um, the teaser for Brachidius. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's, I think it's eight, like, full, unique monsters. And then there's three of the variant things. And then, uh, and there's that, uh, th- there's some known unknowns in the Game Informer monster that crawled out of an alcove in the wall that's maybe definitely Gignox. And then, of course, the final boss that every Monster Hunter game uh, has. Right. So, again, it's not comparable to launch. As in, I would say comparable if we hit half, but we're getting there. You know what I mean? Like, we're sitting roughly at about 12, right? Uh, Of new monsters that we can fight that would be considered large target monsters. Um, I think... I think that could, uh, I think it really could hit that halfway mark. And I'd be happy with that. Uh, not that I wouldn't be happy with what we already have. Um, but I, I think that that exceeds my expectations if we hit half. Even though that sounds pessimistic. <laughs> yeah, I don't, like, I think Iceborne's obviously the biggest expansion Monster Hunter's ever got. Like, uh, for you, generations, any, any sort of, that's a tough uh, question. I, that, that's that's not. I I don't think I can answer that right off the bat because what immediately comes to mind is three U. But well, that wasn't one expansion. That was anyway. Um, but yeah. but given that uh, they have shown like a bunch of subspecies as opposed to announcing full new monsters that would take a lot more work that would add a lot more variety to the game. Uh, they still haven't shown Barioth in a trailer. They still haven't shown Brachidios. Uh, in a trailer, yeah. So presumably those are gonna pad some time in the next trailer, which won't be until August. Game comes out September sixth. There's not a lot of leeway in there. No, but I mean we're getting there, right? That's less than two months now. That's 
you know, uh, it's like uh, early to mid July right now when we're recording. So, right, it's yeah, it's less than two months away. Um, so I'm actually surprised we'll be getting another trailer because this is like what trailer number five coming up in August, something like that. Uh, they've done one each month since May, so this is the third trailer besides the original teaser. It'll be so it'll be the fourth or fifth trailer depending on how you want to count it. Right. Okay. I mean, I would count the teaser because the teaser had Narga. It's just been kind of interesting. It's like, hey, here's the teaser has Narga. Here's Narga's gameplay, which has a teaser for Tigrex. Here's Tigrex's gameplay, which has a te- teaser for Glavinus. Here's Glavinus' gameplay, which has a teaser for Bracadius. Um, I would, I do want to say I'm actually kind of disappointed by the Bracadius reveal because now there's no question that it's Bracadius. Like, uh, there's. There's no no other thing does the green slime like what happens to that poor Oregon. But uh it is the first one we didn't get a roar. Huh. And I'm like uh. I Glavinus has one like a very distinct roar. I mean most monsters do, but like I actually really like Glavinus's roar. A very metallic uh sounding thing, so I don't know. Uh, so yeah, Bracadios is added to the game, uh, or will be added to the game. We haven't actually seen it yet, but it's probably, because there was that uh, anniversary artwork out, uh, like Glavinus, it's probably using the model it had in that, so it looks kind of shiny and plasticky a yeah. bit, or maybe that was just the weird lighting they were using for that render. Yeah, it's hard to tell, because it's like It's one... like cobalt at skin, right? Right. It uh, it looked a lot darker, but I mean, I guess that's just a um, uh, a play of like just new effects, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, right. The that's always been a thing of TVs. It's like the higher quality TVs have blacker blacks. <laughs> like if you if you've ever seen those advertisements, I used to sell TVs. Oh, HDR. Yeah, stuff like that. It's like, hey, you can tell the quality of TV by has you know more vibrant colors and darker darks and blacker black. And it's like, I used to sell TVs when I worked at Radio Shack, so I remember that was like a selling point. It's like this is how you tell the difference because like HD was just becoming a thing when I was selling TVs. So it's like you know, look at this TV when it's just sitting on a black screen. Look at this TV. This one's better. And they're like, oh yeah. It's like the easiest way to show off uh, HD. <laughs> Without... So, Brachydeos. Yeah. Uh, jumps a lot. Uh, it's got the big horn on its head. It's the same as its fists. It punches, which is very different to other brute wyverns with their useless hands. Useless little arms. Uh, right. The, with the slime sort of depositing on the ground, uh, they're definitely going to rework that. Like, not just visually, but probably the physics of it. Like, it had that attack where it could, like, pour slime in a direction on the, across the ground. Huh. Okay. Uh. Just gonna say, I don't personally don't like this monster at all. <laughs> I actually love I mean, him. it'll... I love him, but... <laughs> that's funny. It'll, it'll be better, uh, now that your movement options aren't awful, like the old games. Uh, and it can't just, like, immediately outrun you and, like, dance around you, like, in- incredibly fast. 
I do remember uh, um, fighting him for the first time was like overwhelmingly bad. You know what I mean? Like it was just like, oh my gosh, we haven't seen a monster like move this much differently <laughs> since uh, Blangonga. <laughs> like it's been bad. <laughs> um, in terms of environments, though, it's a, I mean it's an, it's I'll call it Iceborne. They're gonna add it to the Horcrux Reach. Because the it's only been in like volcano and uh, Arctic areas in previous games. Yeah, it seems which, to be an extreme which makes file. which makes no sense. <laughs> if you have if you're an extreme file, you specialize in in one location or or like undersea no, it's the, it's the, volcanic it's vents. It's an omni extreme file. It's it's oh all God. extreme environment space. It's there. <laughs> it's just it's just. Uh, um, annoying the, to me. It's, it's an arc of mine. Uh, the abyssal layer of the ocean. There's Bracadias. Like <laughs> breathes water. <laughs> rides Vile strikes up into space. Punches Rayquaza and Gobel. From Pokemon. And adult Gobel is there with him. Um, <laughs> but but the other thing is that it was sort of added. Uh, ad hoc into the volcano in, for Monster Hunter Try in the Three Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was a handheld game originally, so they didn't really care much about the ecology. Uh, and they just sort of like threw it in there. And the ecology, practically, if you read it, it actually reads, it's, uh, it harvests the slime from slime mold growths uh, in the world, and it's, uh, it licks its fists to, uh, to activate the slime, make it Ignite or about to explode. Right, yeah. Which doesn't really make sense if you think about it, because if you actually look at the monster, it's reapplying the slime to its fists with right. its tongue, like it's spitting it out. But the slime is in the lore; it's supposed to come from the environment. Yeah, I mean, they're getting better. Give them some credit. <laughs> but like, I think we're finding ourselves we might find ourselves in the same situation because, uh, fun fact about the Elders Recess: there's no giant green glowing pools of sludge. Well, uh, so we might. Will there be though? I mean, if they added in more power to them, but I just don't. No, they'll probably see it they'll probably explain it better. <laughs> it's probably what'll happen. Because like they did, they went to great lengths to explain uh, Devil Joe. You know what I mean? Like they they were like, this is why Devil Joe is here. This is what Devil Joe is. And before it was like, you know, in Monster Hunter Try when he was first introduced, it's like. Surprise! Giant T Rex is gonna eat you. Like that was the ex- explanation. <laughs> oh man! Right, and they added that the whole like monster uh, grabbing it, like biting down on it, and using it as a bat <laughs> from the yeah, yeah. It was only implied in previous games. I bet you, Devil Joe's what inspired the pin down mechanic. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, so. So, uh, yeah, we have uh, but more information coming, so we'll probably see some signs of these newer monsters. Um, looks like we're going to have a Comic-Con panel here in eight days, so that'll be July 19th, um, 11.30 a.m., I'm guessing that specific time, because uh, Comic-Con's in L.A. This, uh, I'm not... Uh, yeah, it's in San Diego. Um oh, okay. I'm not sure about the streaming situation because usually they don't allow their panels footage to go out immediately. They wait a couple of months. 
So unless someone like captures it on their phone, we might not see it for a bit. Well, a lot of times, um, you know, when com- bigger companies reveal something at Comic Con, they themselves release their trailer uh, like a day later or something like that. Right. So that's what probably happen. So we'll probably see something like July twentieth. Um, they they tease some reveals uh, in the Comic Con description, okay. but any actual presentation for this latest trailer. Uh, Renzo Sujimoto, uh, said, and look forward to our next big news in August, or next updates in August, so uh, I don't expect too much from this thing. Right. That could have been misspoken too, but, you know, we don't know until we see the can, the panel, you know, what came out of the panel at least. And it's not like, it's not like the panel is going to happen and we're going to hear nothing about it, right? Um, I can think of one time in gaming history that, that something was revealed and we heard almost nothing about it. And that was the Doom 2016 reveal of QuakeCon 2014. I think is when that happened. So, oh yeah, definitely. So I think that's the one time in history of games that I can think of an event happening and just hush about it until... <clears throat> until, uh, well, you know the actual reveal. So I certainly in the twenty tens, nothing uh, nothing escapes capture anymore. <clears throat> right. You know, which is a testament to uh the people who saw the footage at QuakeCon, but yeah, that's a that's another story. So um so uh another beta happened um it'd be almost two weeks ago now, this weekend. Um uh, I didn't get to participate in the second beta because this is when I was laid out with a sinus infection. <laughs> um, so this uh, uh, this new beta, we got to see um, we got a lot of people got to see Nargakuga, um, and it was only a percent chance, if I'm correct. Um, I do remember you guys like, "Hey, did you find him? Did you find him?" Um, kind of so thing. so Friday it had an extremely rare percent chance of spawning after you completed a quest, mm-hmm. uh, which reset the quests available, and I farmed that for so long and I never saw one. But the next day, Capcom graciously uh, sort of hot fixed it uh, and like increased the percentage chance to basically like fifty uh, percent or like a third of the time, and it'll be there. It was it was easy. Uh, okay. So you so you could hunt an Arikuga a bunch of times. And you'd see it roaming around sort of the north, uh, northwest portions of the ancient forest. Okay. Hmm. Uh, yeah, it's weird because its den was, uh, this little sort of nook, not even, just sort of like a, the side of that area where, uh, Rathalos comes down, uh, to face Anjanath in the trailer and sort of near where Toby Kadachi has its nest too. Mm hmm. Um, so, so Narguga, in terms of how it played, was very, very agile, even more so than the older games. Uh, it would, it would just jump around, it would move, it would, uh, swipe and pounce at you a couple times, uh, uh do that, uh, sort of tail swing from the side where it just whips you and trips you. Yeah. Huh. It, uh, it, it even had a move where all it does is it jumps over your head behind you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It can, I think it can combo that with uh, certain things, depending on the AI. It can do that and then do like its big uh, jumping inverted tail tail uh, slam. 
Well, I know it used to do this um, double jump where it would jump over you and jump over you again and then come at you. Um, and now it's been in since Nargakuga was introduced in Freedom Unite. Um, is that possibly what it is, where he just sort of bounces around a couple times on attacks, or no? I don't think I personally saw the jump twice in a row, but it did like to spam when it was enraged some of its moves twice, uh, like the spin, and the it would it would do that big backflip uh, with the tail slam, and, and then, then it would sort of animation right. cancel and tail slam again. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's good old Narga there, <laughs> Mister Combo. But just the just the design of this monster is is great, or the re- the remake, mm-hmm. uh, just like the sound effects of its tail hitting. It's like just a really heavy uh, rope just being smacked into the ground with a dry like thud. Yeah, it, it sounds like hitting a drum or something. Mm. It's really. It's re- and they actually worked it out, so the physics of it, even on that sloped area that Zoramagoras leveled originally, yeah, uh, it'll, like, if it's on a lowland and it's aiming at you and you're up on the hill inclined from it, mm-hmm. uh, its tail will, like, make it, draw a line in the air between those two points it, uh, and, like, bridge the, 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 the topography. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Well, I'm sad I didn't get to play against it, but I... Not too sad, and like I said, I'm going to be saving a lot of it for when I actually get to play Iceborne. Um, I actually did play, like, for an hour, like, last week sometime. Um, just a friend of mine was like, hey, we're getting on tonight, and I was able to join them. Uh, it was, like, Saturday night or something. Um, but we didn't do any sort of, like, beta or anything. Uh, we just... Uh, Hunted a few, uh, I want to say Apex, but no. Crap, what are they called? Uh, the purple ones. Uh. Why can I not remember this? Tempered. Purple what? Tempered monsters. Tempered monsters, okay. Yeah. Uh, the pr- it, I thought you were talking about, like, uh, Gobel or something. No, 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 no. We, we, we fought Tempered, uh, Legiana and Tempered, uh, Rathian, uh, Pink Rathian, and then we fought a tempered, uh, uh, no, not Valkana, Valhazic. Um, and it was just like, just to farm stuff because we just, like, neither of us had anything to do other than, uh, I was actually helping a fan finish optional quests. So actually, it was a tempered Odogarin plus the, uh, Valhazic. But yeah, like I didn't get to, I didn't get to play too much, but I did get a little back into it. Um, my brother and I are gonna try to start playing, but <laughs> we've been kind of distracted with some other things and games and you know cleaning an office. So <laughs> yeah, Wrath of Gog and I uh, basically farmed Nargakuga a lot uh, a couple of the days. That's nice. And um, we were both pretty obsessed with the with the flinch shot uh, that okay. you can do when you're using the clutch claw. Mm-hmm. Now you're talking uh, about the flint shot where you basically knock them into a wall or direct them where to go. Uh, yeah. So you have mm-hmm. to like clutch into the monster and like um, at a period when it's not attacking. So enrage is really dicey since most monsters, uh, uh, especially with their head, attack a lot, and you have to use the flint shot on the head. Yeah. But when you're clutched to the head, you can sort of slap it with the circle button, and it'll turn in ninety degree intervals. 
Okay. And you can turn around. It stunlocks it a bit to turn around to what you what it's what you want it to shoot at. Mm-hmm. And you flinch shot, and it depletes all of your Slayer ammo. It doesn't matter if you have the skill; it'll deplete one ammo or it'll deplete thirty ammo, and it has this exact same effect. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if it hits a wall, it'll take like uh, two hundred, three hundred damage, and it'll topple over and, and like create like a mounting uh, a downed uh, period where you can wail on it. Yeah, yeah. Or if you if you tip it off of a of a ledge, it'll also take damage and uh, fall down for a bit. Huh. Okay. <laughs> I can imagine doing that to Anjanath. <laughs> no, because <laughs> it can't fly. It's one of the few that doesn't have a lot of, you know. Right. They showed that in the trailer. Even Anjanath tipping off that ledge. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> They, they, yeah, I guess I remember that now that you said it. They did. Um, okay. Um, sounds like a lot of fun, though. You know, adding some more mechanics into the game seems to be. I don't, I don't know. It seems to be the way to go. I didn't use the flint shot the time I played the beta, but I was playing solo and just seeing how Tigrex and uh, Bondra were, and a little bit of Beatotis. It's definitely interesting that with Monster Hunter World, they've decided to add the Slinger and the Clutch Claw to all weapons instead of adding a new weapon type. Because the Clutch Claw, it's it's like mounting. It's it's like a brand new system into the game, uh, and it kind of right. it kind of feels feels uh, shoehorned in in the sense that mounting's still there, and they're both you're both hanging onto the monster, but they're different systems. And you can swap between them, but it feels a little bit uh, like that needs to get uh, combined or uh, codified in a future game. Yeah. But f- for now, this, this the flinch shot feels really good. It's it shoots them a short ways forward. It's not like two doesn't shoot them across the area. So you have to actually be near a wall and like plan it out, mm-hmm. as well as make sure the monster is not enraged or attacking a bunch. Uh, the one thing I'll say is that I feel like it's a bit too easy to slam monsters into walls. Because it's not like specific walls, it's just any wall. Uh, and they take damage and they give you that down period, so it's really good to just spam uh, when you can. Mm-hmm. And a monster's not getting too enraged. Uh, I, I feel like there it would be better if like it didn't do as much damage if you just hit him into a wall. Uh, and in favor of when you launch it off a cliff, it'll do a lot more damage because it's falling. And because it's harder usually to catch up with a monster that's gone off of a cliff because there's more runtime catching up to it before it uh, gets up from its flinch animation. Right. Hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how that's balanced in the full game. Okay. Well, uh, in the meantime, uh, while we've been looking forward to Iceborne and you know more content to come out for that, uh, we're going to move into what we've been playing now. Um, and one thing that I've been playing... Um, a lot recently, actually, where I've had the spare time, is uh, Dota Underlords, which is part of the new auto chess craze. <laughs> um, so if you guys aren't familiar, um, auto chess is a new kind of game that is being shoehorned uh, out of other games, kind of like how the sort of League of Legends kind of style of game came out of Warcraft. This is like the another the another kind of thing that came out of those games where 
you pick heroes, you draft heroes like you're drafting in a card game or you know drafting football players or something. You draft heroes, you put them down a board, you let them fight, and the game is more about managing the heroes. Um, and I'm doing the Dota version, which is Dota Underlords. Um, okay, so you're describing an RTS. <laughs> it's an RTS, but you don't get to control what the units do. Um, so you set up the battlefield, and then it's like, they go fight. And it's not even turn-taking. It's like literally like real-time, they go beat each other up, and then the team standing wins, and that kind of stuff. And there's a lot more mechanics on when you get gold to draft a new monster, or you know, heroes, or whatever you want to call them. Uh, like, there's like, you get interest on the amounts of gold you get, so like saving gold gets you more gold. And it's like all this crazy mechanic stuff that ends up being like for me it's it's more fun because I, i've always liked league of, Le- league of legends and dota you know those kind of games and i actually played league of legends for quite a few years before you know and in, in our sort of like monster hunter lull where we had like you know we still got one year ish but like you'd be done with it in like six months or something like that um and you just be kind of like, okay, so I'll just move on to a new game. And I played a lot of League of, League of Legends back in those days. It was like 2012 to 2015, I would say. <clears throat> and um, uh, so it kind of like, okay, I don't have to be like as good on the motor skills to play this, but it's still competitive because there is rankings and that kind of stuff. So it's more about <clears throat> knowing what to do when and managing a team more so than you know, the execution and spacing and all this crazy stuff. There's a little bit about planning of where you put things for sure, but it's not timed. It's not rushed. It's like more thought out. Like, you know, like you, you put it on, like it is like a strategy game and it definitely is, but it's not a traditional strategy game in a sense. Um, so I'm playing a lot of that. Uh, I've been doing okay, uh, which is kind of cool because like, I am not normally a competitive person, but sometimes I can be, and it, it feels nice to actually be doing well. So I've been climbing ranks pretty high. Um, there's like eight tiers of ranks um, that are listed. There's a secret ninth tier um, that, that you get for busting out of the final tier. Um, I'm actually in the top half of the tiers, and I'm about ready to bust into the... So like if there's eight ranks, I'm in the fifth. I'm at the top of the fifth. So I'm about ready to bust into the 6th, and there you go, 7th and 8th. So I'm actually doing pretty well in the game. So I enjoy it a lot. Um, There's not much to say about it because it's a complicated game, for sure. Um, There's a lot of mechanics to go into it. But if you guys are interested, um, definitely suggest looking it up before you play it. (laughs) Because it is a complicated game. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so what have you been playing, Haru? Uh, that's interesting. I haven't heard of that at all. I wonder if it's... Do you get the vibe that it's, uh, uh, like, Battle Royale uh, things exploded? Or or is it more of a subtle success? It's more of a subtle thing. So right now, um, the two biggest competitors are also the two biggest competitors in sort of that, that uh, MOBA genre. MOBA space? Yeah. So it, it's, it's literally League of Legends version and Dota version. <laughs> like... Huh. Um, and I'm playing the Dota version, um, and the League of Legends version, just like League of Legends and Dota, the League of Legends version is like wildly more popular. Um, 
And a lot to me, I feel like it's more complicated. <laughs> so like they took the Dota version and it was like, oh, because the Dota version is older, I think, um, by like a couple weeks, maybe months. I don't, I don't know how long this auto chess thing has been going on. Um, and they were like, hey, we like what you're doing, but here let's improve it in a League of Legends way. So a lot of people like the League of Legends one. Well. Mostly because people are also tied to one or the other. Uh, which is kind of odd for me because I played more League than Dota. I think I played one match of Dota and I played years of League. But I'm doing the Dota auto chess because that's what I found first. So It's funny It's funny coming to these things from the outside because uh, auto chess is a completely unhelpful label. It is, <laughs> like, yeah, it is wait, not. So it's like a, like a phone app horrible. where you play chess? No, so it is like a chess board. Uh, as far as like a grid, right? So you place there's, but it, like it's not a chessboard as in the fact that it's literally like two rows, then four, then two. It's like I don't know. It's like split in half. But li- literally, the reason why it's called chess is because you're laying things on different sides of a grid. That's it. Like chess is not a good describer. Now auto is because you auto battle. You don't get to control what your units do. You're just trying to set them up in certain positions so you'll imply what things will do. So one uh, easy example is uh, there is a certain... uh, It's going to get more complicated as soon as I mention it, but there's factions. And the more units of a faction that you have that you have drafted, the more bonuses of a faction. And then there's sometimes items that you get, which you get for fighting in different rounds. Like, so I see like how complicated this is. <laughs> Basically, you get, you can obtain an item that a certain faction is invisible for four seconds at the beginning of the match. So what this person did that I fought, uh, uh, fought against is they had the whole team on this faction invisible except for one unit. So what ended up happening is every battle... Your team only saw one target and all converged on one target and you were suddenly surrounded by all the invisible units after four seconds. And it was like, it was very brutal. It was very decimating. (laughs) And be like, okay, so all the things I want on the outside that are squishy that aren't going to get hit are now getting hit. (laughs) So that was uh, interesting. But yeah, it's... It's a lot of strategy. It's a lot of. Uh, it's weird because when you're drafting heroes and that kind of stuff, uh, you can actually hate draft like in like a card draft or something. It's like, hey, I don't need this faction, but I can see on the board that other people are grabbing this faction, so I'll take it so they don't get it right now and then sell it. <laughs> so, it's uh, it's a very uh, odd way to do things. Um, um, but yeah. <laughs> so, so I've been playing uh, more of Tales of Vesperia. I feel like, uh, well, for, first off, this is going to be. I'm just gonna. This is just gonna be spoilers for this game because I don't know how to talk about this without talking about the story, which is like why you're there. Um, so I think I'm catching up to where I originally got in the game, uh, which is. Uh, sort of like an airship dungeon, but I'm not I'm not quite sure. I'm at this re- uh, region where I've just come back to the uh, to the main guild city and set back off from there, uh, like c- coming to that town for the second time. 
but I was kind of negative about this, uh, about the story in the last episode. Yeah. And it's still got that element where it's, uh, like 40 hours in, it's like, why are you adventuring us still, Mr. Princess? Or Miss, Ma'am Princess? But, uh, and that's still ridiculous, because she murders people, but. <laughs> I am, I am liking other elements of the story a bit more. Uh, like, you as the main character, Yuri, will go off, uh, after you've had all this trouble, like, trying to bring, bring these officials of the Empire to justice, and you've, you've captured them, and you've thwarted them, and you've tried to arrest them, and they've all just, like, basically played the diplomat card and gotten out of it. Mm-hmm. And so basically that'll happen, and it's very frustrating just from a narrative sense. And then just like one night, character will go, Oh, I'm going out for a walk. And he just walks up to them. He just like fucking murks them, just stabs them, <laughs> dumps their body, and just wanders back and just says nothing. And it's great. I just love it so much. Because there's, oh man. There's so many works of media that are like, But we can't kill the bad guy. And then meanwhile, the bad guy's there, just like, Casually sipping on a latte, just like capping people in the head left and right. It's like, but we can't murder. That would be bad. We have to let him murder everyone first. Oh, okay. But, and I get really tired of that trope, especially in superhero things. But, um, I, I like how they're taking it in a, in a more, uh, I guess, uh, util, uh, consequentialist, uh, way here. Where the uh, the ends justify the means, because you know they do. That's <laughs> uh, how physical reality works. Um, but yeah, and I've just come to this other part of the game where there's this other uh, this this corrupt knight commander who's been sending people into the desert, <laughs> uh, like families from this village that have no hope of surviving the harsh conditions. When there's monsters there too. Mm-hmm. So he's sending people to their deaths because he wants to uh, hunt down this monster that uh, attacked the guild city of Dongrest. And basically you you leave the town to rescue some kids' parents who have been sent to the desert and they're living on their own now. You Things transpire, you bring them back, and you see, right as you're arriving back with them, you see that uh, commander is sending more people off into the desert. Mm-hmm. And then... And then the, um, uh, basically the main character, uh, is, is done with it. So that night he's like, I'm going out for a walk. And then you, you uh, you approach, you like ambush this guy, uh, standing over his bed in, in the night, just like completely murdery. And you chase him out of town to this sort of, uh, rift where there's a sand pit and you just push him in. He's like, I'll give you status, I'll I'll give you money, whatever you want. And he just says, I want you to stop abusing people. And he just, like, slowly sinks, and it's great. Uh, (laughs) Karma. (laughs) Instant karma. And then, uh, fucking, uh, your your childhood friend, who they never show being friendly to you in the actual game, that's all backstory. Uh, Flynn, who's like the knight, who's like the just character, uh, he's like, oh no, you shouldn't have done that. You should have arrested him with the law. And then I, I like it that, uh, that your character actually just tells him off and, and just says like, uh, essentially like, you're, 
you're not uh, actually enforcing justice. You're basically just like making yourself feel better about what you're doing, and you're still right. being complicit with these with these uh, immoral activities. Hmm. Yeah, it's, and it is very sort of a simplistic drama play, uh, but I do enjoy it. It kind of reminds me of the the sort of uh, the Batman issue, where Batman's supposed to be the good guy, but he's the vigilante per se, and he's not going by the law. Whereas you know, like he takes matters into his own hands. You know what I mean? So uh, it's similar, I, but Batman yeah. still has that comic book rule of I can't kill because we're selling this to children. <laughs> Yeah, except for when it's Batman. You ever heard about the alternate timeline where uh, Bruce Wayne was, and his mother was killed and his father survived? Uh, you ever heard of this one? I'm sure that exists somewhere, but no, I haven't heard of it. So that version of Batman is uh, whatever you know, whatever Wayne that it that was the company head. So he becomes the new Batman and is out for vengeance for his wife and son. Uh, that Batman uses Uzis and kills the shit out of people. So, <laughs> there is a version of Batman where he does this. <laughs> so it's just the Punisher. Um, yes, except in a Batman suit. <laughs> and old. He's very old. Um, There's stealthy Uzis, you see. Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, okay. Um... So, um, shucks, I just lost track of what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Um, there, there's just a lot of twists going on in the story that I won't spoil that are appreciable. A and twist, I've actually... A twisty twist. If you watch Detective Pikachu, a twisty twist. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. That's something. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get. Uh, there's this, in the combat of the game, there's this... This mechanic I've been getting into called burst arts, which are if you use an art, which is the uh, attack abilities, yeah, the, uh, the while you're, okay. yeah, while you're in the the uh, overdrive mode, the the meter super meter, okay, so uh, and you hold X after doing the art, uh-huh. uh, you will you do a special uh, burst art that each character has one, and they're just highly damaging, and you can sort of just chain moves together. It's uh, it's also great just with the general overdrive mode, uh, playing as a over limit. I think it is. Yeah. Uh, playing as a spellcaster because you essentially just press a button and cast a spell instead of having a casting time. So you just spam like fireball or mm-hmm. or the torrent spell, and it's great against like weakness uh, elemental weakness enemies because you can just stunlock them and oh. and really wail on them. Okay. And each time you cast a spell, you're getting to do that burst art after it. Okay. Hmm. It sounds, um, uh, it sounds, I normally don't like those sort of, like, turn-taking strategy games a lot of the time. Um, every once in a while, they'll, they'll get me in. And, uh, like, we talked about uh, one of the side, like I mentioned before we did a side quest episode on Octopath Traveler. It sounds like it has that sort of extra layer of strategy that I would enjoy. So I, I might look into this game. Uh, the Tales games are all action, action yeah. RPGs. Uh, they're not... They're a little bit clunky. Uh, sure. Just in the basic like movement and things, especially jumping. Mm-hmm. This one... Uh, but, but there's enough like uh, animation cancels and nice little things that uh, make it engaging. 
Sure. Okay. Hmm. Um. <clears throat> well, for me, um, I've a, I've been playing a couple new, uh, more things. Uh, I forgot to mention this to you earlier, Haru. Um, but I played Settlers of Catan on the Switch. Um, I'm not going to say much about it. If you played Settlers of Catan, it's a pretty good way to play it. Um, I will say this, though. If you want to play with other people, don't. Um, there's no local multiplayer. Period. Which is the dumbest thing ever. Because it's a board game. Why would I not want to play this on the TV with family and friends? So, don't buy this game. It's a, it's a load of shit. I bought it to play with my family, and I can't. So... There's that. <laughs> Can't even pass the Joy-Con and use the same screen? No. no, there's literally, it's like you play against AIs or you play with people online. And I'm like, cool. no, I'm not buying a copy for everyone in the house. This is just not happening. <laughs> um, so yeah, that don't get that. No, it sucks. Um, uh, I have been playing uh, a game that I played very heavily almost seven years ago now, maybe six, uh, Hyrule Warriors. I played it on the Wii U original release, um, so maybe not that long ago. Um, maybe it was 2014, but uh, I played it very heavily. I finished the story. I did not finish all the maps, uh, but I wanted to. But I've been playing that on the Switch version and quite enjoying it. Uh, I don't really have much to say if you haven't played it before. Um, there's the warrior style of game where you're sort of like a warrior against hundreds of dudes <laughs> and there's like a bunch of combos and stuff like that based off of light and heavy attack mix-ups and you just decimate armies and there's a Legend of Zelda style one that is pretty cool and it's really awesome to see, uh, I don't know, someone like Link use the the. The, the, the stone top as a weapon from, uh, what was that? Uh, was the Twilight Princess? Uh, the spinner. Yeah, the spinner, uh, is a weapon you can use. Um, there's the fire rod for the original Zelda that you can use as a weapon. There's, um, you can play as all sorts of crazy characters. For instance, you can play as Midna and Wolf Link. Um, you can play as, um, the bug girl from Twilight Princess. Agatha. Yeah, Agatha. I'm seeing a lot of Twilight Look, Princess. I, know, I, uh, I, I just know this game uh, by heart, so that's why. Yeah, uh, you can play as uh, Fee, which is the embodiment of the Master Sword from Skyward Sword. Or, of course, you can play as Zelda. That's like a doll. But then, like, they have, uh, in the Switch version, they have Linkle, which is the female version of Link in some, you know, that they just embrace that lore for some reason. Linkle's kind of fun, actually. Like, no, no, no. It's not the female version of Link. Linkle is her own character. <laughs> now she is. Now she is. <laughs> but like, the, there's no female version of Link because when you're being reincarnated, you can't change sexes. <laughs> Clearly, Nintendo knows this. You have to be a different person with a different soul. Uh, and, uh, right. And then they make you a klutz and like, oh, oh gosh, I'm just Link, but I'm a girl. Oh. Um, so Linkle... And she's like some animu character. <laughs> Linkle is awesome. She, like, dual wields hand crossbows and does, like, all sorts of, like, fire spins and attacks. She's, like, literally, like, John Wick with crossbows. I'm not even kidding you. She's, like... <laughs> she's nuts. Like, 
<laughs> I love her. She's, uh, she's fun to play with. Um, Linkle's crossbow training. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've been playing a bit of that. And another uh, uh, game I wanted to mention, I actually 100%ed this game uh, the year it came out, which is 2017. Um, but I'm doing it again, actually, is Snake Pass. And Snake Pass, if, if you're not familiar, is a platformer in the a collect, collectible platformer in the star style of Mario 64, Banjo Kazooie, that kind of stuff. Um, it's a lot more linear. There's not a hub world. It's like finish a level, finish a level, finish a level. So you get so it's like if you were at Baba on Battlefield and you immediately went to the next level, like something Towers. I can't remember the name of it. Um, it's like literally like, okay, I finished this level. Now I move on to the next one. You can always go back through a menu select, but it's not like a a hub world or anything, but it's the same style of gameplay. It's a 3d platform where you collect things and then you move on. And the goal of the, each level is to collect three of these stones. Uh, and then you can move on and there's coins, which are these bubble blue bubble things. I don't know. And you collect like 20 of them and then you're done. And then there's gold coins, which is like five of them. And those are like the harder challenges to collect. And there's like things that you get for, you know, like in the end of the game, I suppose, for collecting them all. But the point is really the challenge of collecting them. The twist is you are a snake, and you move like a snake. You have to slither up poles and wrap yourself around things, and it's more of a platformer based on how you move and how you can navigate across things more so than just, like, um, execution of jumps. It's like, how do I... How as a snake am I supposed to get up here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and it's interesting because... Yeah, the movement is sort of sluggish, isn't it? It, it, it is, yeah. And that's, that's part of the challenge. Snake, snakeish, even. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, you can't just move in a straight line. So, like, you can't just go forward. You actually have to sliver, slither. So, like, if you're not slithering, you can't go fast. Or sometimes not at all. So you have to, like... There's these challenges where, so right now in the world I'm in, which is a couple worlds in, because it gets, you know, it gets more challenging as you're going. There's a lot of, uh, like you have a pole and it has like a T. So you're supposed to wrap yourself around the T, but the T is moving in a circle. Uh, so like you're, you're going around and you have to keep wrapping yourself around so you don't fall off into like lava below you <laughs> is where I'm at. And it gets, it gets rather challenging, but I, I, uh, I thoroughly enjoy the game. Uh, I got made fun of because it came out the same year as uh, breath of the wild. And I am on record to my friends saying that my game of the year, 2017 was snake pass and not breath of the wild. <laughs> now I know Haru, you'll probably be excited about that. <laughs> But I mean, not really. Persona still came out that year. <laughs> I've never played Persona, but for, yeah. But oh my god! <laughs> I love Snake Pass, and I have been playing it again. I've not been. I've only been playing it a few days, and I will probably be done with it in a few days because I am pretty good at the game and I love it. But I just I've been enjoying it. So you'll probably see some more screenshots of a snake in weird positions on Twitter from me because the game's amazing. <laughs> I'm I'm torn because I like the idea of turning uh, animals into into video game characters and mechanics. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I like the idea that you don't always have to play as a human, white guy, male, blah blah blah. You know? Right. Um, because just it's sort of like oh, you shoot the gun. 
uh, uh, gets sort of routine in that way. Yeah. Um, not sure I like a mechanic moving around as a snake, though. Oh, it's fun, dude. Like, I, like, I can't, I can't express just how fun it is sometimes, because it's like, when you, so, like, it's a little clunky when you don't, when you haven't figured it out yet, but once you're like, okay, it's, it sounds really corny, because they said this in a trailer, but you literally do have to think like a snake. Like, okay, I'm going to get up here by slithering between here and here and here and here, instead of going, like, I'm going to go up and to the left. It's like, I have to go up this, twirl, twirl, like, like wrap around this, wrap around this, and then wrap around this. <laughs> like, it's, But these are like, these are like uh, building block environments, right? They're not natural. No, 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 no. It's a very, uh, it, when you take a look at the world, it's like literally like floating islands. It's like, if imagine, uh, you, you ever seen the movie Avatar? It's like, your life is on those floating islands. <laughs> right. And it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's clearly set up to not be a natural world, but it's so fun. It's actually really pretty looking too. They make it look really nice. Um, you know, it's this, it's serene. The music is done, uh, done by one of the guys who did the Donkey Kong Country stuff. One of the two, I don't remember which one, um, but very renowned for, um, you know, the, the music they do. So the music is really good in the game also. So it's just sort of this, and it's very easy going. There's not a lot of action. There's not enemies at all. There's just, you know, there's just obstacles that you have to get around. And it's... So when you, uh, when you enter the first level, it's a soundtrack like, like the Mario Sunshine cover of the, like acapella cover of the Mario Brothers theme. You just die to that theme over and over. Uh, kind of, yes. I mean, it's 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 more jungle-ish. It's not. It's more like a jungle theme. We've got like bongos and that kind of stuff. But it's it's really, it's like the, I'm not even gonna lie. In high school, I had a lot of problems falling to sleep, and it sounds like the music that I used to put myself to sleep with, like this, like natural music stuff, with, like bongos. <laughs> ah, I see. <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, it was, it, I enjoy the game a lot. Uh, I definitely suggest if anyone has like has like I think it's fifteen dollars. Like, just go pick it up on the eShop or some, and it's not just on on Nintendo too. I think it's on PS4 also. Um, oh yeah, I saw it on the PlayStation Store. Yeah, it's better go. It's uh, it's good. I like it a lot. Um, it's a different way to look at a platformer for sure. Like. Instead of being like, here, I'm a humanoid, you know, jumping and climbing and stuff. It's, I'm a snake climbing. I can't jump. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of got in. I've been getting into a little bit of games because I've been watching. Uh, uh, my my, uh, my brother and I have been watching a lot of speedruns of stuff. And we actually caught a glimpse of some of the speedrun of Snake Pass and Octopath Traveler, actually. Um, so I might get back into Octopath Traveler and finally like beat the secret boss after doing all the stories. Um, we're really excited if they ever do another Octopath Traveler. I was so hyped for that game when I announced it with the Switch reveal. and Loved it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll just be playing Tales of Spirit. Just, just, uh, bruising on through that game, I guess. Yeah. When I have more free time, I'll probably be playing more Monster Hunter. Actually, um, and probably more Dota and Dota Underlords, but um, 
yeah, I, I'm like, I'm excited. I've been getting into a lot more games recently, and it's it's been kind of awesome. <laughs> so uh, maybe, uh, do you maybe, have any... maybe if they ever announce a third beta, we can uh, we can come up. Yes, I'd like to for sure. Um, uh, so I don't think we had anything else to talk about tonight. Um, do you have anything else that we didn't list? No, yeah, I think we covered everything pretty well. All right, so we will close it out here, guys. Uh, thank you for listening, uh, if you made it through the whole thing. Uh, this is Fortuan. <laughs> you can uh, follow me at Hunter's Hub Pod, uh, the official Twitter account for this, um, and be looking out for some of the new things. And if you are interested, I seriously, I, I do like to reach out to uh, even general listeners and that kind of thing. Um, reach out to me, and if you are interested in doing side quest or... You know, joining our magic one. We right now only have one co-host in mind for uh, magic podcast that we're doing. Um, feel free to reach out to me, and we can talk about it. Uh, uh, I am always happy to meet and talk to new people. Uh, most of the people here on the Discord is because, hey, you sound interesting, and uh, you're going to join us. <laughs> like, I mean, Haru, you and I met through um, the the Reddit uh, because we were both mods at one point for a brief moment. <laughs> right yeah um, that uh venn diagram right um so it's really it's really fun you should you should come back and do it somewhere it's great no it's it's horrible i i, I feel sad people love it when you moderate things that they're doing people just love it uh, they're just like I mean, really respectful yeah it's pleasant it was it was so lovely you know getting cussed out and being called like the most terrible human being in the world for telling people to stop basically being bigots against this one guy like <laughs> like that was like the worst one i called them out for being anti-semitic and they were so mad at me like okay yeah this is this is this is how it is this is the internet this is it's hurting it's hurting cats with knives it's just not fun so yeah <laughs> i don't wait, envy wait. <laughs> um but yeah anyways at hunter's up pod um uh and uh i will catch you guys next quest and on that quest where will you be haru I'm uh, at Akane's Dead Grand on Twitter. I've been retweeting a lot of Monster Hunter stuff. I would recommend that you go to, if you want to know more about Iceborne, because uh, I've seen a lot of people on the subreddit haven't really picked up on this yet, is go to GameInformer.com slash Iceborne. I don't necessarily recommend subscribing, but just read the articles, the features they have, and there's a couple of videos, and there's a lot of, a lot of little details if you're interested in that stuff. If you want to delve deeper into the ice... I think they have Bonboro, uh, Baryoth, and Volcana uh, features, and like some concept art. It's great. Nice. Yeah, it's good stuff. I've, I've actually looked. <laughs> Despite the little time I've had, I've snuck in games. Reading about Bonboro was like his touch. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> thank you guys for listening. See you later. <laughs>